Hi there, and welcome back to our number three video on overcoming the number one thing that coaches, trainers, consultants, alternative practitioners, therapists, anyone in this industry face. And that is how to take someone from interested in our product or services to become a paying client. Conversion conversations, that's what we're all about. And this is the third video in a series of four. And the first two videos were how to get massive rapport and connection. And the second video was how to understand the different styles of people so that we can use the right language and the right physiology so that we are in even more rapport and connection. So this third video is all about the questions we ask. Now, some of you may already have seen a lot of my videos on the V coaching strategy, the seven questions. And so I'm just going to run through those very, very quickly, not to go into too much detail, because I, what I want to do here today is add some other meat to the bones. I want to show you very quickly the actual seven questions and why we call it a V coaching strategy, but then to share with you one example of when I had a conversion conversation with someone and I took 25 to 30 minutes, you know that I'm a big believer in that this conversation should take no more than 25 to 30 minutes. Remember the reason why I say that is because if you go to 45 minutes or an hour, I guarantee you, you will have gone too far. You will have done too much coaching rather than opening the can of worms as I call it asking questions so that people have more and more realizations of where their gaps are and what they need to work on. And that's when they would, we're facilitating that opening and therefore the person would very easily then say, okay, the decision I have made is that I'm gonna work with you. What would that look like? And I'm gonna share the last part of what, what you say when they say, what would it look like in the fourth video, which will follow this one. So, um, where, we, where do we start? Well, let me, let me just start with you by reviewing the V coaching strategy, the, um, the seven questions. And you'll remember that the reason why it's a V is because most coaching questions are like that. Proverbial warm bath, um, opportunity questions, goal setting questions, planning questions. Not the same as the questions that we're going to use because the questions we're going to use, the seven um, coaching questions, master coach questions, which, which put together is the V coaching strategy, take people to the bottom. We used to call it in the old days, we used to call it the core of the issue so that they make decisions. So let me just remind you quickly of the, my definition of coaching, which is, you know, if, if, if I haven't spoken to you on video, um, if, if, if you've watched some of my other videos, I've actually now got a firm four-part definition of coaching, which underpins this completely. The first part of the definition is that we ask powerful questions, not average questions, ordinary questions, goal-setting questions. We ask powerful questions because the people that are going to buy from you, the people that are going to buy your products and services or coaching, those people they feel powerless to handle the problem they've got, the most critical problem they've got. They feel powerless, otherwise they wouldn't be talking to you, okay? So we need the powerful questions. These seven are very powerful questions. The second part of the def definition is so that they cause people, these powerful questions cause people to have new realizations. OFMs, if you've come across that expression before like 
we ask them a question, they go, oh my God, or OFM, oh fuck me, meaning I've never looked at it that way before. I didn't realize how bad it has been, or I didn't realize my part in it or whatever. And I'll come to that in a bit more detail in a minute. But basically, it's asking powerful questions so that they have new realizations. Nobody, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody buying coaching who hasn't had a new realization from their first interaction with you. If all you do is have a conversation about what they already know, why would they buy coaching from you? So, so that they have new realizations. And so that they make new decisions. So they have to, we have to cause them to have new realizations so that they make new decisions. Not us giving advice. You'll have heard me burble on about that forever. Not so that we tell them what to do. Not so that we give them suggestions. So that they make new decisions. And the fourth bit, that they follow through on. That is my definition. I doubt that will ever change until the day I die because I believe that if we get those four things in place um, through this V-coaching strategy, because that's what the V-coaching strategy does, if we get those questions in, in place, then that person will decide what they need to handle and that they will buy from us. Okay, so that's what it's designed for. So the V-coaching strategy. The first question is a clarity question. And that, as you know, my, my favorite, favorite clarity question is what's critical for you to resolve right now. That's the reason why that's favorite for me is because it's really pointed, it's critical, it's resolve, it's right now. But you know, there are many clarity questions. And one, what, what I was gonna do is give you an example of when I spent 25 to 30 minutes on a Skype call with someone recently. And when I asked that question, they told me the answer, but I kind of sensed it wasn't deep enough. So I went and asked more clarity questions. And if you want more clarity questions, you're going to need to listen to more videos of mine. Um, anything that's got the word clarity on it is bound to have more questions. But, you know, just to give you some examples, what's a must for you? What has to happen? Otherwise, life will be intolerable. You know, what is it that 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 is impossible for you to face unless you get this handled. Lots and lots of things. Now, I'm getting pretty intense there. And in a conversion conversation, I probably wouldn't go to that level of intensity. But if you use powerful questions said in a nice conversational way, so like what's really intolerable for you to think of happening in the future? What has to be resolved? Do you see how you can say that in a much more, um, like we call it five out of 10 of intensity. So this the first thing is, is the clarity. And you could create, excuse me while I get something brighter, you could create in that, with that one question, an OFM. An OFM, somebody that goes, never looked at it that way. I didn't realize how bad it was. So that's question number one. The second question is the impact. So this is the impact of this clarity question, which gives you the presenting problem. If you've heard me say this before, don't switch off. This is so important because we've got the presenting problem. Now we need the impact. And the question I love to use is, what is the impact of that on your life? Now, if I, when I was with this person for 25 to 30 minutes, I didn't leave it there. I didn't just say, what's the impact on your life and listen. I went, what's the impact on your finances? What's the impact on your family? What's the impact on your health? What's the impact on any part of your life? 
And they tell you something and you go, and what's the impact of that? And they tell you something else and you go, and what's the impact of them? That, the more you do that, the more likely they are to have another OFM right here, right now. And the more OFMs they have, the more likely they are to go, nobody else can help me with this. In my mind, I must work with this person. I must do their event. I must have coaching with them. I must buy their product, whatever it is you've got. So we've only had two questions so far. And, you know, we've already got, with the, with the right questions, we've got that person to believe that this is solvable. That because they're having new realizations, they're having new thoughts, they're going OFM all the time. So the third thing, and this is new, if you haven't, if some of my videos that you've watched have been older, this is the cause versus effect question, question three. Now, some years ago, I was teaching this, I've been teaching this for a long, long time, and I never had this question in used to go straight down to the bottom here and use leverage questions, which I'll come to in a minute. But then I realized that master coach questions, world-class coaching, which we must use in conversion conversations, otherwise we won't convert, um, has to have some subtle, gentle question about the person the person who you're talking to. And so my favorite subtle, gentle question, and again, there are many, is what do you know you're doing that's been preventing you resolving this? What do you know you're doing that's prevented you from resolving this? What have you been doing that's not been working? What have you been trying that hasn't worked? So there's a few different cause and effect questions there, but basically what they are meant to do is cause the person to, again, have an OFM, about them in the problem. And this will give them, the reason why it's gentle is they could talk about a strategy they've used. They could talk about uh, a belief they've got. They could talk about a behavior. This is where we're really cooking with gas now. Or they could talk about an emotion that they've got about this subject. What we're really focusing in on, what I like the most, is when somebody goes, OFM, I realized I've been behaving like this, and this is not good. So, you know, maybe my reaction to something, or maybe the way that I've behaved, maybe I get emotional about it and behave in a certain way, but now they're having a new realization about themselves. So now, once we've got that OFM with number three, then we need to dig a bit deeper. So we need to get right down to the core of the issue. And the way to do that is to ask, the number four question is about the cost of this strategy, belief, behavior. So it's a past thing. And my favorite one is, what has this, so we just use the word this, what has this cost you in the past? I can't tell you, and again, you know, if you've heard this before, because this is obviously the core of the Master Coach teaching, if you've heard this before, listen with new ears, because if your conversion ratio is not where you want it to be, you may not be using this as well as you could. So, for example, when I was with this person I was telling you about, I literally went for, you know, what do you know you're doing that's not been working? What beliefs have you had about this that haven't been good for you? 
What emotion does it bring up thinking about this presenting problem? What, what do you do when, you've, when that emotion is in place within you? How do you act? And what strategies have you tried that have clearly not worked for you? So you can actually, you can actually ask multiple questions here to get to a this. And then we're asking, in the past, what has this cost you? You could go, and looking back, what's been the impact of this, just this? I wouldn't recommend you go into what they've said, just say this. Because if you say it in any way differently, some people, if they rather not talk about it, they will start having, you'll start having a conversation about the difference between what you've said and what they've said. So just stick to this. So now we can have, because we've gone into the past, we can definitely have an OFM. They look back. What else happened in the past? Because of this that was not good for you? So lots of different questions. And then we go to the next question, which is about now. And we're going to ask the effect of this. So we now go, so let's, let's just talk about now as well. What effect is this having on your life? Now you might notice we asked about the impact here of this, but this was the presenting problem, not the core of the problem, not the real problem. So we want to ask more here. So again, we're looking for an OFM here. And then we go in the future and we ask one of my other favorite questions, which is, and what's going to happen in the future if you don't get this handled? The big word being don't. You're probably noticing something about these questions if you haven't noticed it before. They're all about what's not working. I don't believe that coaching should be about what is working. I don't believe that's worth paying for. I think that's something that people can talk to their family and friends about. And only, only, only very occasionally might I go, well, where in your life are things working and what are you doing there that could transfer? But that is such an average coaching question. These are going to work 10 million times better Trust me, try them, use them. And when you ask one, don't just move on to the next question. Dig a little bit deeper for those of you who are much more experienced. Okay, so now we're going to get an OFM there. Often when people think of the future, think about on the second video when I talked about somebody who wants certainty, somebody with steadiness in their profile, someone who wants certainty, they want to look at the future and know what's going to happen. When you say to somebody, what's going to happen in the future, what impacts this going to have? How bad could it get in the future? Someone of all profiles, but primarily somebody who wants to know what the future holds, is going to go in their minds, I have to get this handled. I have to get this handled. Somebody who wants to achieve things, I have to get it handled. Somebody who wants to be recognized as being influential, I have to get this handled. And somebody who wants a process to go forward, I got to get it handled. I need to get this correct because somebody with high compliance wants to get things right. So we could go through all of the different styles of people. If we can get them to have an OFM and it's possible here, 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 and here, then we can go to the seventh question. This is the sixth question, the seventh question. And the seventh question, the seventh question is the decision question. 
And if anything, this is the most important thing in the conversion conversation. And that's why we don't want to peak too early. We don't want to be asking them this decision question at the beginning of this process because, honestly, it won't work as well. When we get to this, where we've had OFM, maybe after OFM, what decision are you making inside of yourself right now? That person most likely will go, I need to handle this. I need to work on this, I need to sort this, whatever they say. They've made a decision inside of themselves and all you need to do is shut them up, you know what I always say about that, and let them ask you to work with them on it. So I'm going to leave that there now and I urge you to watch the first two videos if you haven't watched them because obviously they're relevant to this one. But then I'm going to go to the last video which is going to be when they say, yes, I want to work with you, what are you going to say next? So um, leave it there. See you at the next video. Bye.